0: Hey, thanks for joining us and welcome to the show. This is the Boys of Tech, New Zealand's longest-running tech podcast. This is episode 355 for Tuesday, the 27th of October, 2015. My name is Edwin Herman. Thanks for joining us. And it's a Tuesday because, of course, here in New Zealand, uh, it was Labor weekend, so Monday was a holiday. And we had absolutely stunning weather all weekend long, I think for the first time in about twenty-seven years, so uh, it was a fantastic <laughs> it was a fantastic weekend, and it means we get a short week this week, which is even fantastica. All right, let's kick off with an allegation because it hasn't been confirmed yet that a high schooler may have hacked the personal email account belonging to the director of the CIA. Yeah, indeed, it's reported that. A young hacker managed to gain access to John Brennan's personal account. He's the director of the CIA in the United States. The hacker is reportedly under 20 years of age and is a US school student. Now he and a classmate apparently were motivated to hack John Brennan's personal AOL account in opposition to the US foreign policy regarding Palestine. Now, according to reports, they were able to gain access to the email account on the 12th of October, and they did it simply by convincing AOL to reset the account's password. Now, I could probably believe that. In fact, I I can also hear Brett, our uh, regular co-host, as long-time listeners will know, I can hear Brett's voice in my ear saying, you know, the weakest link is... You know, humans, and, you know, Brent's absolutely right. So what was in the email account? Well, apparently a number of government documents, some with attachments sent to around 40 different email addresses, including John Brennan's 47-page application for top-secret security clearance, personal information of more than a dozen top American intelligence officers, and a letter that describes interrogation techniques being used on terrorism suspects. The CIA is said to be aware of the reports of the hack, and they are referring the matter to the appropriate authorities. I guess the other question, though, really, that comes out of this is, if, assuming that this is not a hoax and that this is for real, and that the details are accurate questions will be asked of John Brennan why he was using that email account for some government related communications because that surely is uh prohibited for obvious re- for this reason for this exact for this very reason so this is going to really open up a can of worms but as I say it, right at the well as I said it right at the beginning this hasn't been confirmed yet it's at this stage, there's still allegations that haven't been verified, but the uh, the indications are that this is correct and that this is accurate. So watch this space because we'll find out more. This won't be the last of this one. Now, Back to the Future Day came and went, October the 21st, uh, 2015, and as someone Mentioned, I think, was it on Twitter? It may have been a, a tweet I saw that now the Back to the Future movie, in fact, the entire Back to the Future movies have taken place in the past, entirely in the past, because uh, we've passed all the dates. Now, one of, of course, there's a lot out there about what they got right and what they got wrong, and I don't want to redo that here because it's just been done to death. But the the thing worth mentioning is that you may have heard of Nike's self lacing shoes which of course uh, featured in the movie now they never existed but it's been confirmed uh nike has been working on uh, a pair of uh, self-lacing shoes and that they're due for release next year it's a shame because if they did it this year then they kind of would have got at least the same year as back to the future but hey that's all right so yeah the first person earmarked to receive a pair is michael j fox not surprisingly I'm looking forward to. I mean, I I wouldn't mind buying a pair, but I I imagine that probably be you know priced out of my reach. I'd say they'd be uh, they'd be going for a small fortune. Proceeds will go to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. So I guess it is for a good cause. Yeah. Nike self lacing shoes, fantastic. Looking forward to it. All right, Facebook now. Uh, A lot of iPhone users have been complaining about apps that drain their battery. And, you know, Apple's copped a bit of flack for this. Well, it's not always Apple's fault. It is also the fault of app makers because they control what, you know, how the app works and what it does and how intensive the operations are within the app and whether processes remain active when the app is closed. Now, in the case of Facebook, or at least the Facebook app, it's been found that that is one of the biggest battery drainers on iOS. Now, Facebook have come out after an investigation and they have said that, yes, indeed, it was our app that uh, they, found, they found a number of issues, the first of which was a CPU spin in our network code. So that's effectively a, a call that keeps, a, a check that keeps being made and becomes very uh, CPU intensive. An analogy that was given was uh, a bit like a, Child in a car asking, "Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet?" Uh, and you're not really getting anywhere, and you're expending a lot of energy. And that's exactly what uh, what they found with this issue. So they've corrected that one. Uh, the other issue was that it was the way that Facebook's in-app video handles audio. Now, what happened was when you closed the Facebook app after watching a video, the audio stream would sometimes stay open as if the app was was playing audio even though there was no audio it was silent the the act of playing nothing still consumes energy so really i think it was a case of forgetting to you know close down the uh the what do you call it the audio object so that was found and and, you know facebook came out and explained that one um they did also point out it was unintentional and of course nothing kept playing even though that even though the If you like, the player was still active that wasn't playing anything. So that one's been addressed as well. Those two things are the main, believed to be the main culprits for the battery draining app by Facebook. So if you're an iOS device owner and you have Facebook or the Facebook app, then you'll be able to give that a go when it's updated. I think, I'm not sure if the update's been released yet. I don't think it has, but it'll be coming soon. So finally they've they've you know, I what I like about this is how open and not only open, but how detailed Facebook has been. They've kinda of said it like it is, right? They've they've gone in, done the investigation, they've come out and given a media release and said exactly what they found, uh even going into details about some of the the different aspects of what they found. I, I think it's really good. It really shows a, a level of transparency and, and frankness, I guess. Yeah. Very very good. Now patent watchers have found a interesting patent from Apple, Apple have a, a fantastic bank of uh, patents and they're always interesting to watch uh, to watch the stream there's always uh, something that crops up that that's kind of interesting. Well this latest one now whether this will come into fruition or not I don't know. No one knows only Apple knows. But it's a patent to effectively to des- uh, design to reduce screen breakages and it works like this when your phone is in the process of being dropped it's falling your phone will detect that and it will release some shock absorbers which burst out from the uh front of the phone to cushion its fall so there's four little bumpers in the uh beside the screen of the phone that will i i guess that kind of i don't know if it's based on the same t- technology at all it probably isn't but it reminds me of airbags in cars i mean there's the same sort of concept these shock absorbers burst out and uh, as the phone falls they uh, they cushion the some of the fall hopefully reducing to a reduced screen breakage rate hmm. so kind of cool uh, whether we'll see this as a real feature in real phones who knows? Because a lot of paint never actually see the light of day. They're never implemented for various reasons. But yeah, it's, we, we just have to wait and see whether that's going to be a feature. I'd love to see a dem- I'd demo. La- yeah, I would. I'd love to see a, d- a demo of this. I'd love to see Tim Cook on stage dropping the latest iPhone and hoping like hell that the shock absorbers work and that it doesn't fail because that would that would be quite a risky demo it it really would in fact I I think it's too risky to do that's that's why that's how I'm going to call it it's too risky I'm going to call it like this that if if these things ever make it they're not going to be demoed at uh, as part of the keynote for one of the Apple events too risky but we'll see I could be wrong I've been wrong before and uh what else Steve Barmer, last story then Steve Barmer has come out now he's kind of an interesting guy isn't he the ex ceo of of uh, of microsoft uh, he's come out and he's basically criticized criticized every hardware manufacturer except for apple and microsoft he's he's effectively saying that the only the only companies that make decent hardware and that will continue to make decent hardware uh Apple and Microsoft, and you know what? I kind of agree with him. I kind of agree with him i think I think Apple hardware is great. I think Microsoft hardware has proven to be just as good. Shame about the operating systems, but that's all right um yeah no i i i I think he's onto something and i I may have mentioned this before on this podcast, but one of the reasons that Apple does well is because they make the hardware and the software. And not only are the two really, really well engineered, they are designed for each other. And that makes a really, really good device. Now, Microsoft has begun playing in that space. And personally, I would rather get a Microsoft-made device or an Apple-made device over something else like Dell, HP or Lenovo. And it's that's part of the reason why I would also prefer a Windows OS or an Apple OS over Android. He, and the other thing is, Steve Barmer really doesn't <laughs> like uh, Amazon. He really, really doesn't like Amazon. Uh, he's he's mentioned it a few times in various interviews. In fact, I'll find a a quote. He says it's a horrible place to work. He says, people don't want to work. Anybody who ever left Microsoft for Amazon, well, we would count on them coming back within a year or two because Amazon's not a great place to work or to do innovative stuff as an engineer. Well, maybe. I don't know. uh, Yeah. So take it or leave it. What do you think? Are the two best hardware manufacturers, Apple and Microsoft? I mean, I, I personally, I think Microsoft, uh, sorry, not Microsoft, Apple's uh, gear is very, very well engineered. You know, the whole unibody design that they introduced ages ago that uh, others have eventually started adopting. Um, there's a whole heap of stuff that Apple have done really well. Sure, they've had their fair share of, uh, of failures like, you know, uh, BendGate, and antenna gate. Now, by the way, antenna gate I think was mostly an Apple thing, but Ben gate affected, and I we covered this on this podcast as well. It affected uh, a number of phones in the same way, but unfortunately, Apple being at the top there got caught most of the flack, as you do. But yeah, they weren't the only ones to. Uh, to fall victim to Gate because everyone was trying to make thinner and thinner devices, which, uh, incidentally, Apple have started using a 7000 series aluminium for the iPhone 6S and 6S Plus. Well, there we have it. That's pretty much the week in review. And if you were, as I said, if you were in, if you are, not were, but if you are in New Zealand, hopefully you uh, made the most of the beautiful weather we had over Labour weekend. It was, honestly, it's, it was something out of this world because it's tradition. If you're not from this country, let me explain. It's tradition in this country to have a miserable, raining, wet, horrible, grey weekend on Labour Weekend. And this time we had three beautiful days of blue skies and sunshine and, and relatively warm. So, yeah, it's good all around. All right. Well, anyway, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we hope to have you uh, join us again next time on New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. Until then, have yourselves a fantastic week. See you then. Goodbye.